The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Messages of Hope. Hey, and hello, everybody, and guess what? I'm back on the road. Maybe you heard me singing on the road again <laughs> a couple days ago. Ty and I got in our RV with the uh, puppies Rudy and Nellie, our new puppy this year. Gretchen's with us in spirit, and we are heading west. The mountains are calling. Uh, this year, we're only going out for four months, but I do actually have a couple of live events along the way. Next one coming up is Tulsa this weekend, teaching my Surfing Spirit Level 1 class in Tulsa. So yay to those folks who are joining me there. We still have a couple openings, but it's just going to be a nice small group, and we're going to learn how to connect with the spirit world. So I want to tell you, I want to chat a little bit. This is the call-in day, first Thursday of the month, and we uh, hope to answer some questions, we being me and my team, Sanaya and Spirit. But I wanted to share with you some little, just chat for a while. I want to get into the swing of things here and tell you how the trip started. We headed west from Hilton Head, South Carolina, and our first stop was uh, Atlanta, Georgia, where we met up with my wonderful friend and my radio show assistant, Lynette Setscorn. Yay, Lynette. We hadn't seen each other in person in over a year, and it was just so great to be with her. And she and Ty and I went out to dinner. She showed us around her new area. She's lived there since September, and it was just beautiful to meet her family and just connect again. And now she's meeting me in Tulsa. That's her old stomping ground. So we get to spend the weekend together. Then from there, we went on to Tupelo, Mississippi, where I met up with a future radio show guest, Ingrid Honkala. You're going to meet Ingrid in a couple weeks on this show. She is just the most spiritually connected woman. It's a beautiful, beautiful light. And I met her at an IANS conference a while back, last year I think it was, and invited her to be on the show. Knew she lived in Mississippi after reading her book and said, hey Ingrid, are you anywhere near Tupelo? She writes back, she says, I'm coming to see you. It's only four hours away. <laughs> I'm thinking four hours, oh my goodness. And she and her 
husband and her son got in the car, got underway at 6 a.m. and drove to the state park in Tupelo where we had the most lovely day together. The reason I'm sharing this is it was such a cool thing. Here I'm thinking, poor Ty. And if you know St. Ty, he puts up with a lot with my work. You know, he, he just does so much to support me in this spiritual work. And so we met with Lynette and that was all girls and we were talking a little bit of spiritual stuff, not a whole lot. And then here's a whole day with Ingrid who's very spiritual and I'm thinking oh Ty and Ingrid shows up with her husband Mike and Mike is a former special ops guy in the Navy retired Navy like Ty and me and Mike now leads a combat training academy he shows up looking all buff looking like Mr. Commando I looked at the two of them Ty and Mike and I was like thank you God Ty got to spend the whole day talking guy stuff the testosterone was flowing I was like this is a gift from heaven and and uh, Ingrid and I went off in our little corner and talked our spiritual stuff and it was like yay a gift for Ty (laughs) so that was just a great day and then we spent the next day traveling on to Memphis Tennessee where I had the pleasure of going to the best place in the world. I have a new friend named Candace Blair. You're going to meet her in a future show. She is a sound healer and a yoga master. She introduced Ty and me to the world of gongs and sound healing through gongs. And she said, oh, the best place to get your gongs in the United States is the Memphis drum shop. I looked at Ty and he says, we're going right through Memphis. Now, here's where you know how much of a saint my husband is. Not only did he encourage me to get a beautiful gong for my own personal meditative use and sharing at events, if I so choose, but he says, sure, Suzanne, bring it in the bus. Well, you buy a gong based on how it speaks to you. And there are little gongs. He just hit the gong. It's <laughs> it's in. We got a 38-inch sun gong. It has the most amazing sound. I feel like I'm transported to the heavens. And it is now sitting in the living room of our RV. Now, 38 inches, that's three feet across. <laughs> And I said to Ty as I was playing it yesterday and today and the day before, I wonder how many people in the campground, he just played it again. (laughs) I wonder how many people in the campground have a gong. (laughs) So I I think it's a little unusual and we will be lugging this sucker around for four months. I don't really want to have it on the road, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity to get it because it's the kind of thing you really need to pick out in person because it really does speak to you. So if you join me at any of my in-person events, I hope to have the gong with me because it is really cool. Even Ty loves it. He sits, it's just hilarious to see him sit on the floor cross-legged and he's playing the gong. So miracles happen every day, don't they? (laughs) So thank you for putting up with my chit-chat. I do want to just change gears a little bit here. That's why I needed to bring the energy up because if you're listening live you know we can't get away from the news and the news is just it's just distressing lately the the way that first of all started with the shooting of George Floyd and then the riots in response to that and if you're like me empathic you just feel the energy there's so much unrest in not just our country but around the world and I've been tuning into my guides I know some of you may have wanted to ask questions about this today and 
things are exacerbated because of two months of uncertainty and fear with the coronavirus and people being cooped up. And this is just just like adding oil to the fire of all of this uncertainty in our world. And I'm not going to get into details, but the guidance from the guides has come through very clearly and especially the last three days of the Daily Way messages. Uh, talking about the power of prayer and how our energy truly makes a difference. And Ty, why are you opening the door? Are you going to play that gong again? (laughs) He's letting Rudy in here. So be aware that if you're feeling ill at ease, number one, we get wrapped up in our human stories. And Sanaya, a beautiful message that they gave me, that the story is why we're here, to live this life, to experience Everything, the highs, the lows, the discord, the frustration, the relationships, the the lows, the highs. And at the same time, to discover within us that place where things never change, the peace. And the goal is to get to the space where you can drop into that place at any time to be able to read the headlines, to send loving energy to all involved and yet still find the peace within yourself. To say, this is part of the story, yet I know there's so much more. I know that I am more than my story. You know, some people may have lost their businesses, others lost their lives, of course, in this. And Some people may listen to me and say, yeah, that's all well and good to say I am the light and send love. What if it were you? And I asked that question of myself. And I know through over a decade of daily touching that greater reality, the personal experience, that even if the personal tragedy touched me, I could find that place. And that's my prayer for all of us. I'm also reminded by my guides, I'll give you a couple tools here in a moment to find that place of peace instantly. But it's very easy. You know, when you go to a class and you sit in the same seat every day and somebody comes and sits in your seat and we get a little bit off balance. This is what life is like. We're sitting in a theater in the round and we're used to our seat. But the guides remind us that we're not just this one point of view. We are the oneness at the same time. So get up out of your seat and see things through other people's eyes. That's called empathy. That's what we need to exercise, that empathic muscle to understand everybody has a right to their point of view. And when other people's point of view and actions knock you off balance, by God, send them love. I don't care how Pollyanna that sounds. It makes a difference. Just the other day, the guides showed me that sending love from our hearts is felt. It is an actual vibration that goes out and our world needs it. So would you join me right now and take a deep breath before we send out that love? Just exhale all the tension that all of us have been holding lately. Just a nice long exhale. All right. And now one more inhale. And now send out love through your heart, 360 degrees, that those who don't realize there's more, that they somehow find the peace that we're sending to everyone now. And that it's coming to you at the same time. Wow. Whoa, my lip just twitched. My guide said we really do make a difference. The real, the tool that I'm going to share with you now before I take our first caller 
is one that I teach in my Let Your Spirit Soar course, and it's called Downgrading Your Demands to Preferences. We look at the news, we read the, the reactions of people, and we say, well, why can't they do things other way? And why is the world the way it is? That's a demand that things go our way. To downgrade that, all it takes is changing your wording to, I would prefer. That's a preference. That shows we can't control others' actions. So I would really prefer that everybody could deal with things peacefully, that we could all come to some kind of agreements, that violence didn't happen in any way, that we all treated each other with love and respect at all times. But that's not the way our world is right now. So what can I do? I can find that pace of peace. Can you feel the difference in I would prefer based versus just adding fuel to the fire? So I hope that's helpful to you. And I was just out on a walk here where we are now in Ozark, Arizona. And I was thinking, you know, gratitude brings us to a place of centeredness really quickly. And sometimes it's even hard to find what we're grateful for. But just run through your gratitude list and help that. Let that bring you to a place of being centered. Okay, so I'm going to turn now to answering some of your questions. If I can't answer them, I sat here and connected with my guides, Sanaya, beforehand, and I know they're always with me, as are your guides. Anybody who calls in today, I'm going to enter your name on a list. I'm going to pull a name at the end for one of my online courses as a gift, just as a thank you for calling in. I really thank a bunch of you. I've seen your names here on the list. You've been waiting a while. Alex, you're at the top of the list, so I'm going to click the button here. And Alex, thank you for your patience. You're on the air. Hi. Can you hear me? Hey. Yes, I can. How are you doing today? Fine. That's very exciting. Um, (laughs) I've been, uh, I've discovered your books a while ago, and uh, even I have the Hemisync video, but I haven't been great at connecting yet. I'll keep trying. (laughs) But yeah, thank you Uh, for everything that you do. Um, Well, you're welcome. And how can we do our best to help you today? I was wondering. So we talk a lot about the spirit and the soul and I was thinking you know like our bodies are quite important as well and I was curious about your thoughts on it like the way we are are we designed completely by random like how things have evolved or is it some design in like our physical the way we have basically turned out to okay Alex you're muffled and it's really hard to understand you could I heard the way oh. we're designed would you speak a little more slowly and maybe I'll be able to un- oh. make out your question I'm so sorry that was my fault uh, is it clearer now yes ma'am <laughs> great <laughs> so I, I was wondering the way we are our physical bodies are are we completely just turned out this way by random or is it by design that we were kind of or is it like a decision process that have led to how we look like and our physical existences. Okay. This one, this answer is coming from my guides because I got my little lip twitch that I can't control. But the, the you, you can't help but look at the design of the body and see the perfection. Anybody who has studied 
uh, sacred geometry and the golden mean ratio. Even the body is designed with these specific mathematical ratios throughout the body. It's truly magnificent. Anybody who's studied medicine can't help but marvel at the wonder of the human body. But our specific bodies, I've been told recently by the guides, and they confirm that now, we as souls chose our parents knowing what kind of a vehicle they would create for us, meaning you know, what propensities will it have based on the DNA that we receive? What illnesses might we be prone to and that what that would then provide us a challenge or not? Some souls actually choose a body that they know may be what we would call handicapped. Some would choose a body that's going to be really fast because part of their life is going to be being an athlete. So it's absolutely chosen for us and those who even those who may be more prone to addiction can choose that body as a chance to deal with some issue that will help the soul in its evolution i'm being told that the body is constantly evolving and getting better and that's our soul's path as well it's a cooperative engagement between the soul and the body how's that sound oh, wow that is so cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Where are you calling from? Uh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay, super duper. Well, <laughs> I hope it's a little cooler than it is right now in Arkansas. Thanks for calling, Alex. Uh, it's great. <laughs> Thank All you. All right. Bye-bye. Listen to the end and maybe you'll win the drawing, okay? Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Let's move on now to... Lindsay. Woo! Lindsay, Hi. yeah, you're up. How about it's like winning the lottery, right? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Thank you. Um, congratulations <laughs> on your new puppy. Oh, thank you. She is a challenge. I had to reach out to animal communicator Karen. Oh, my God. Anderson. Oh, my God. I'm... Anderson, thank you. I'm getting A, A, I'm getting an A. Karen Anderson yesterday, because with help with Nellie, she is a willful little thing. And Karen said, I opened up her energy field. There's this ancient energy, but oh, she's going to give you a run for your money. <laughs> wow. It'll be perfect. She'll be just what you, just what you need, right? Yes, yes. Tell, tell us that when, when she, yeah. I know. We love oh, her. I know. She it is amazing. Very challenging, but worth it. <laughs> You um, so apologies if this has been answered before, but um, it has to do with our manner of physical death. So okay. I've never been afraid of physical death, even as a young child, but the manner of dying. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want it to be painful or terrifying. Yeah. So I don't know if this ties in. Does our soul council determine the manner of death? Uh, are there options? Because some people experience a very peaceful passing while others have painful, difficult transitions. So I'd love to know that why the differences and if this is something that's chosen. I'm hearing right. That's a great question, Lindsay. I'm hearing that there is a level of choice that exit points are mm -hmm. real, that we, there's a certain age at which we have an opportunity to return to the next level or home with a capital H. Home is wherever we're, we find that place of peace, so home can be here. But if you miss an exit point and you're really supposed to have it, for example, say you have a car accident and it 
because of other people's in- interference, you may have to pass another way. Then it's not completely planned, the manner of death. But certainly people who are passing at an older age often choose to pass when people step out of the room. You've heard examples of that, oh, right? Yeah. As, as for the exact moment. But they're saying that it is not completely chosen, the manner, in all cases. In some cases, yes, I love that because they've told us all the time that so many things are not completely blanket yes and no. But what they'd like me to share with you, especially right now, is that even those who appear to suffer, much of that is going on at the physical level and the soul has already detached from the body. A lot of people who've had near-death experiences say that they it's as if they're watching all of it. Is there's a there's a detachment, there's a split so that there's a human awareness of what's going on, yet at a soul awareness completely separate. My guest last week, or whenever she was on, Leslie Lupo, talked about yeah. being in the midst of a stampede of horses and her she was mm-hmm. her body was clearly in trouble. And she was watching the whole thing and almost giggling at it from a soul level, which is just amazing. Um, I'm Uh, rambling a bit here, but I find it comforting to share stories like this. I read another story of a woman who was on a plane that was hijacked and she was shot by the hijackers and thrown out the door of the airplane. And she, at at the moment, just before she was shot, her body came, her soul came out of the body and she watched the body go down the stairs and miraculously she survived that to come back and tell oh. us about it. But many, many stories of that kind. So for anybody who has a loved one who who did pass tragically, the soul is always well. Right. right. And it's almost like if you're destined to come back in your physical body, you face uh, a lot of pain, physical pain. And if you choose to depart, you're like uh, in this other wonderful realm. Well, I I can't completely agree with that either because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, based on what I just said, is this no blanket statement there at all? Hmm. Right. Much to ponder. Oh, and, and one of the things I want to encourage everybody listening to always do is when you have questions like this, take them into meditation and ask this of higher consciousness and see what insights you get yourself. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Well, thank you for calling, Lindsay. Hope that was helpful. All righty. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. I'm trying to read these tiny little letters on my screen. It looks like Jad, J-A-D. If I have that wrong, I apologize. No problem. Are you there? Thank you so much. Uh, Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. And how do you pronounce your name? It's pronounced uh, Yad. So J is from Yes. Yes. Um, Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, My husband passed away almost five months ago. I'm grieving, having a really tough time, and I was hoping that he would help me to move on and make some decisions that I have to. Um, Can you tell me if he's around? Is he trying to help me? Can he? Um, Because I talk to him all the time, but I'm just not hearing or feeling Uh, I can tell you you and everybody listening right away that our loved ones, I haven't found one yet who doesn't try to get through after the passing and who isn't around, especially when a loved one needs help. 
I get a thumbs up from my guides. I don't feel his personality specifically when I'm on the air. I don't always do that. I'm not that kind of medium, unfortunately, not always, but I can speak from experience and from what my guides show me right now. The problem is when grieving, that's like a blanket around our energy field. And it's like a filter that we, that we causes us to not always feel what our loved ones are trying to get through to us. So, Continue what you're doing, talking to him, and ask questions deliberately of him and of your guides for every decision that you face. Sit quietly, take a few really cleansing deep breaths, and say, I would really appreciate your answer to this question. And then even if you don't sense an answer, you can tune into your body. Your body will answer you with a tight, clenching feeling in the gut, the solar plexus and the heart area, if that's a no, or just a yes would be a nice, clear, open feeling. But that takes a little bit of practice with the deep breathing to get to the point where you feel relaxed before you ask the question. Okay? Okay, I'll give it a shot. Thank you so much. You're welcome, and t- take care. Bye. Right, bye-bye. Looks like we have time for another question. Good. We have that before we have the break. So how about Amy? Welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. Thanks for all the great energy. Oh, well, you know, a lot of it comes from all of you who are listening, so it goes both ways. <laughs> uh, hey, Suzanne, um, two things real quick. I wanted to say the power of prayer. A few weeks ago, I live in a residential building, and we smelled burnt toast. You know, nobody really thinks anything because everybody lives in their room, and we smell burnt toast. It's a big building. You know, it's probably Mm -hmm. 40 people here. And a gal was asleep, and she woke up, and she felt really blue. And she said, you know, Lord, I feel so blue. I don't know what to do. I was feeling great today. And she got inspired to walk out of her room and walk downstairs, and there was smoke everywhere. Whoa. And somebody locked up their room, and they were out gardening, and they had a fire going on in their room. And they lived next to all the gas and electrical lines of the whole building. It's a big building. And thankfully, she called the fire department right away. The fireman said, had she not called, we would have blown up so quickly. Because Sheesh. of that little prayer, Lord, I feel so blue, I don't know what to do. Isn't and that got amazing? that little nudge to go out for the walk. I love, I was going to say, boy, is that ever a, a setup from spirit, a God thing. Yeah, Absolutely beautiful. There, I, thought it, I thought it was just burnt toast. But when I got out to the hallway downstairs, you couldn't see. You could wow. not see. I, wow, this is a bad fire. So, yeah. Wow, uh, you all have a lot to put on your gratitude list, don't you? <laughs> yes. Hey, my real question, if I may ask, um, when you are going through life and you reach, you know, your late fifties and you know, or whatever, you just hit a brick wall and you feel like, man, did I just waste so many years of my life? And I know what I want to do. There's so many choices. How do you put it together? What does the spirit world share with us when we just feel, you know, well, we wasted? Let our me put choices? it this way. You don't have to do a lot to change the world. You can do your life review right now and don't judge it, all of us. If we were to pass through the veil right now and review everything we've ever done, what you know what matters? How many times did you smile at somebody when they needed a smile? How many times did you send love to people who were blue? 
How did you make a difference through connecting heart to heart? I hate this, Amy, but I have to go to a break. If you want to stick around, we'll chat a little bit more about that when we get back. Okay. You want to stick around? Oh, yeah. I love All right. Great. Y'all come back. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Yes, indeed. We are back on the air. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm back on the road. I'm used to doing the show East Coast time at 4 o'clock. The show now is I'm in Central Time Zone in Ozark, Arkansas. And I'll just look down in the clock and it was 3.33 and 33 seconds. That is a good omen. So we were talking with Amy before we went to the break and Amy, you were asking about wasting your life and hitting a brick wall in the middle of our life and are we making a difference? I answered that partially. How are we, is there, how are we doing with that? You have another second part to it you'd like to add? Amy, you're on the air but I'm not hearing you on the air. Amy, can you hear me? All right. Unfortunately, we dropped her. But what we were saying was it truly makes a difference if we were doing the life review of every time we interacted with someone else and shared our light. That is why we're here, and that's why it makes such a difference no matter what's going on in the world. Can you hear me? I hear you. You're trying. There you are. Okay, yeah. Hey, just real clearly, um, it's like when you have all these great options now that you want to do, but you have to downsize, like you could do one chunk and it costs a lot of money and you could do several. How do you tune into, you know, do you want the whole buffet or just focus on one thing at a time? You know, I guess it's all individual, huh? It is, but this is where we have our higher consciousness and our guides who are so connected to us. And you do that that test. If you don't connect very clearly with your guides, use that body test that I just used in the, the last example where you sit and you say, okay, I have these options before me. How does it feel if I take option A and you tune into your body? Does it feel open is it, or is there a clenching? And how does it feel if I choose option B? And you picture, you completely feel yourself, picture yourself in that situation. How does that feel? If it's open and free, that's a yes. Then you can directly ask your guides. If I'm supposed to do this, 
send me this specific sign and ask for a sign in the coming days. And you can play what I call the sign game. And it's just a really nice way to, to not just wonder what to do, but to ask for specific guidance. Okay? Thank you so much, Suzanne. Thank You're you. You're welcome, Amy. You take care. I had somebody just wrote to me and he said, you know, I don't usually play the sign game. I know my guides are here, but for some reason, his guide told him he was going to give him a sign of white roses, and he walked out on his patio, and this this uh, potted plant that never had flowers on it had white roses all over it. So I thought that's fun that the guide wanted to play the sign game. All right, I thank all of you for your patience. I see a bunch of you waiting, and I love that you're calling in. Francis, you're on the Hi, air. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. How are you? Well, I'm I just know you, wonderful you connecting to, with all of you. Sorry, go ahead. That's it. You're on. Okay. I know you talked in the beginning about um, us all, the power of prayer and, uh, you know, but I guess I wanted to know if there's anything else, you know, really tangible we can do to help, you know, with all the uh, unrest in our country and to help restore peace because it, it just feels so bad right now and it, it just seems like we need to do something. I just don't know yeah. what. What I can tell you is just use every outlet you have to, to not add fuel to the fire, to be a to be the shining light and know it's not all Pollyanna. It's holding the light. We're like you know, light workers are frequency holders. This is a term my friend Ingrid, when we got together, was sharing with me. And we were talking about this grid that really does surround our world. And each of us is like a node, a, a connection point on this grid that connects all of us. And a lot of lights are out right now. But by holding the light, by not bemoaning, oh, everything's so awful, but, but just it's called holding sacred space, we make a difference. So when you see social media and people are are just pinging on each other don't add to that it's it's okay to have an opinion but understand that other people have their opinions i was on somebody's facebook page and i thought look at how everybody's attacking each other for having an opinion it's just that's the story we need to rise above it and hold the sacred space and not add to it is that helpful mm-hmm yeah, and then I, the other thing I, is I, turn I, off the TV when it starts to get too much. And yeah, then, yeah. you know, yeah. I've been doing that for a while now because it, it just gets to be too much, too much doom and gloom. Um, it is. Well, what I've been doing is, you know, if I see somebody post something that I don't agree with and I, I want to share why I think that the other opposing view is valid – you know, I'll I'll try to be, you know, as respectful as possible and say, you know, I, I respectfully disagree and I'll say my point. And then if it still is not going anywhere, I'll just say, okay, well, this isn't getting anywhere. Be well or, I, you know, I, I, I wish you well. Have a good day. You know, I just. It I doesn't get any to... better than that. It doesn't. Yeah. So thank you for, for adding that yeah. to the show. Okay, right. thank you very okay, much. Okay, Francis, you're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty. And now we're going straight on to Cassandra. How fun, you're on the air. Yeah. So thank you for, for adding that. You ready? Be the ball. Okay. Cassandra, you. can you're you welcome. hear me? 
Cassandra. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. And I think somebody's talking on the phone. They probably didn't realize we are going to get to her. Cassandra, you're going to keep you there and come back later. But Mimo, we'll move on to Marion. Can you hear me, Marion? Hi. Yes, I can. Can you hear me okay? Yes, indeed. Can you? How can I help you? Okay, can you hear me? I hear you. What? How can Hello? I help you today? Jeff, can you hear me? Hello? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Okay. Right, I was um, asking my sound engineer because this so is going haywire on me. Okay, I'm from Massachusetts, and my husband passed away um, in January of 2019. Um, he was going to live to 120, but obviously that didn't happen. Mm. And we were very close. But one of the difficulties was that because of the circumstances, his family, who I was very close to and he was close to, no longer speak to me. I had reached out to them and a couple of times and there was no response so I had to let it go and on month, Rick did communicating with me my husband um, I tend to get excited easily and also so I was set to call everybody or email them and let them know that you know let us get together and I got need signs I can't do that because it'll be too painful and so I don't know oh I will know the right time and if it is me to reach out to um, to the family um, this morning I had a cat scan at the hospital and uh, for lung cancer and Rick died of lung cancer and all of a sudden very much at peace but I, I felt him right here in the room. And, mm. of course, the woman, the technician, wanted to know what was the matter. And I said, my husband is here. And she was Beautiful. familiar with mediumship. And, and so I talked to her after, and she had the same kind of an experience in her life about, about family, you know, not speaking. So I don't know. I'm, like, so torn between... In reaching out or not reaching out. Okay. For the family. You know, this is a, you broke up a lot, so I may have missed the, uh, some of what you were saying there. So we can oh, here at the end of this. But I, I understand the main point being that your husband passed and there's challenges now with his side of the family and no longer speaking to you. This is where... You know, at the human level, we find conflicts all the time, and we're we're so filled with shoulds, aren't we, that we should get along and we should all love each other. But, you know, people handle grief differently. People sure don't always do what we want them to do. And this is where we just have to step back and send them love, ask our guides to talk to their guides and help to reconcile things. And and so many times in when I'm doing readings, those across the veil say that just – be at peace, all is well, just send them love. So follow your heart, and if you've made an effort truly from your heart and you're not getting anything back, just drop the shoulds and just be at peace with what is happening right now. Continue to send love, and hopefully things will come back together. But if they don't, 
then just flow and allow. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I love that you Thank felt you. him when you were when you were having that test, and doesn't that make the most sense? That especially when you're at a, going through a challenge, our loved ones are right there holding our hands from across the yeah. veil. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, all of us sending lots of love to you too as you go through this. All right. Thank you, Suzanne. You're welcome. Take care. All righty. We now have Ingrid on the line. Thank you for calling in. Ingrid, you are on the air. Can you hear me? Hi, there Suzanne. we go. Yes, Hi. I can hear you. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I have a welcome. question. My, my husband died last August, and um, I wanted to find out because I am scared of spirits. Uh, how to not be scared of them. Okay. This is a great question. Let's ask, why are you afraid of them? Um, no, let's ask a better question. What are you afraid they're going to do? Uh, show themselves to me. Okay. Now, this is just... all, these are the thing that's most important to understand for all of you listening. I totally get that. I mean, we grow up watching scary movies and hearing about the boogeyman and, and that, that spirits are going to hurt us. And we hear terms like ghosts and poltergeists and all of that is learned behavior. And what is your desire? It's to connect with your husband. So if you're afraid, first of all, know that there's this light in all of us that never goes out. So you turn up the light and that is your innate protection. It's there all the time. Protection from what? From these collective thoughts about scary ghosts. I'm only laughing because I laugh at what we do to ourselves and how we filter out beautiful experiences that we could be having from things that we were told from little kids. And so set the intention that only the highest, most helpful spirits are allowed to come into your awareness. And then you don't necessarily have to see them. Just ask your husband to make his presence known to you in some way. It's actually very rare, Ingrid, to see a spirit. Did you know that? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. Very, very rare. Uh, I'm a medium, and I have only once seen a wispy spirit that looked like was taking form. All of the rest is in my mind's eye, but I feel their presence. I hear their words. They show me images. I feel their personality. So what we really want from our loved ones, yes, it would be great to see them standing there, but we want to feel their presence again. So set that as your intention. Ask your guides and angels to take away the fear. And if you can learn to to laugh at yourself at the belief system that gets in the way of what you know would be the most beautiful experience ever, hopefully all of that together will do the trick. Okay. Thank okay. you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. I'm going to now answer a question from Debs in England. She couldn't join us today, and she had just put on the Facebook page today a question that applies to all of us. She wanted to know, are our guides exclusively our own, 
to help only us or do they help others? She sounded a little protective. She didn't want to share her guides with everybody. But uh, Debs, you're absolutely right that we have one guide who's ours for life. But that doesn't mean they can't work in concert with other guides to help groups of us and those in our soul family. And, uh, you know, my guide... Brenda, who I now my mediumship guide, was my dear friend when she was here in physical form. Brenda helps so many people now. I can't claim sole um, ownership of Brenda at all. She's laughing right now as I say that. She's, <laughs> she says there's a lot of her to go around. And so, you know, very powerful spirits help in any way they can. You definitely, all of us, have one guide that whose sole purpose is to help us but it doesn't keep them from helping others if they see an opportunity. So just a quick aside there to answer Deb. All righty. How about we go to, it looks like Kayleen, C-A-L-E-E-N. You're yeah, on the air. Hi. 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 Thanks so much. Hi. Um, I have, I'm going to just start to talk and hopefully we can pull a question out of it. Um, <laughs> I hope my, so too. Um, yeah, I, I feel like for many years I've been just really um, spiritual and had a lot of faith and hope. And um, my husband, when he was 30, was um, diagnosed with brain cancer, and um, he passed away in March of uh, 2019. And I would say even throughout that whole process and for, like, six months after his passing, I still felt like, you know, I really believe in spirit and the other side and signs and then... Um, I feel like something kind of switched in me. Um, I did go to like a couple different mediums and I just felt a little more, um, I have been feeling more, uh, you know, not really that I believe, knowing what I believe anymore. Um, and, you know, the best thing is for him to be here. So what's the point of anything else? <laughs> yeah. um, did, did, so your readings did not go that well. They didn't. It didn't convince you that he's still I feel around? Like, yeah, I feel like I've had great readings before when I was in that really, you know, spiritual path. And um, these readings, I think they've just felt more generic. And like anyone could have said the things they said to me um, about a dead husband. And uh, so that kind of sent, sent me down this road where now I'm just questioning, you know, I had a dream about him a couple nights ago. And I'm like, oh, I don't think that was really you. And, you know, I. I want to believe, but I just, you know, I feel like I'm in a space right now where I want more proof that's hard. And if he could mm. come back, that'd be the best, but <laughs> that's not going to happen. What would be the best? <laughs> if he could just come back. What did you say would be the best? Appreciate. If he could come back. If he could yeah. just come back. <laughs> that would have, I totally get that. I'm really blown away that we've had four callers whose husbands have passed. So I know, often we have people with children, but in, in. in this one show. But, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, how and how many months has it been since he passed? It's been 14 months since he passed away. And you know, I went mm -hmm. through the grieving process when he was sick all those years too. So I yeah. don't know, you know, what's making me feel this way. I want to believe, but I just I don't right now. And I'm sad for myself. We have a three year old. I'm sad for her. Um, yeah. Because I want to teach her. You know, I want right. to send her on a great path through life and daddy will always oh. be there to help you. But I don't want to just say oh. these things to her. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to, you know, what, there is nothing like a, a very evidential reading to 
help you know what you know. I mean, it feels to me like you do know that he must still be around, but you've kind of lost your way. I start my serving spirits classes by talking about a woman who had totally lost her her faith and her spirituality after her. Who was it that passed? Her father, I think. She just needed one bit of evidence. And I thought, you know, if we evidential mediums don't get at least a handful of evidence in one reading, then we shouldn't call ourselves evidential mediums. And I know what you need is you need a good evidential reading. And I just said, I don't want to open myself up to this. But my guides, as you were talking, took my breath away and gave me a big do it. So I want you to... um, how are we going to do this? Reach me. Th- mm. I want you to. Mm. I'm going to do a reading for you, Kayleen. Okay. Oh. Just hope Thank it's a you. setup from spirit. I, I have to tell all of you, my waiting list is closed, but this just feels like a setup right now because I can't help everybody, but the way they took my breath away, we will report out on this in another radio show, okay? But meanwhile, I do have four other mediums who don't have a long waiting list that, and the rest of you, if you need that, we can help hook you up through the contact form on my website, okay? So that's how you can reach me as well, Kayleen, all right? Oh, okay. But that's what evidential mediumship is all about, showing all of you that that they really are still around our loved ones. and it, And there are very generic readings out there and when my stepdaughter Susan passed if I had had a generic reading I would not be where I am today it's the verifiable evidence that we couldn't know that changes lives and that's my prayer for all of you listening that you if you're in a place where you need that that you get that kind of a reading and so uh, we just have to go with the flow and that's what I'm getting right now so meanwhile Kayleen, your task is to continue to try to get your own uh, connection, right? A lot of tools for that on my website for doing that. Meditating being the number one key. Clearing out the grief and and asking your own guides, you know, what is my path? I did a reading for a woman once. I want everybody to know who who she she wanted to hear from her grandmother. And I just wasn't feeling grandma. And I knew she was there and I wasn't getting evidence. and And the woman says... This happens every time I have a reading. I know she's here, but but I just I want to hear from somebody else. And I all of a sudden it was so clear she was supposed to get that connection herself. And this is why her grandmother was not allowed to talk during the reading. And so I'm not saying that's the case with you, Kenley. We'll find out when we get together. Okay. Okay. So All you right. want me to well, email you or? Yeah, yeah, that's what I want you to okay. do. So go through the website <laughs> okay. and we'll send it out. I don't want to get okay. that out on the air right okay. now. Okay. That. okay. Thank you so All much. Right. Thanks and for calling. Everyone listening. Thank you so much. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. So the alarm is going off on my phone and that's so that I draw a name from this list here. I may take one more question, but I forgot last time. <laughs> so I'm shuffling the uh, names here. And I could ask Nellie to pull one out, but then she'd eat it, and that wouldn't help. So I'm going to pull it myself. Alex, you won one of my courses. So go to the website, use the contact form at the end, reach out to me, pick one of those three courses, and tell us which one you want. And thank you for coming on the show. You know, that reminds me, everybody, we, Ty and I sailed across the Atlantic on our sailboat, and we spent the winter at a marina outside of uh, 
Rome and Rudy the sailing wiener dog was with us and we were sitting in the cockpit one day and this guy was sitting with us and I don't know why he was giving us money for something he can't maybe we had gotten something at the grocery store cruisers do that for each other and he was giving us a five euro bill to pay us for something and I came up and I said well I'm sorry but where's the five euro bill and he said well I handed it to your dog and he ate it and I said is this a joke and he said no he and I said why did you give it to the dog <laughs> like why would you do that and it, it just seemed like the thing to do oh my goodness gracious so anyway that's just a little aside I want to see if Cassandra who we couldn't get through to before she looks like she's still on the air and I don't want to leave I'm her out here I'm here You're can you hear here. me Yes. What's oh my God, question? I'm about to pass out. I'm so excited because when you said my name, I was like, and then I couldn't hear you. But um, I know you're running out of time. I just first want to say thank you for you and, and your guides. And I took the evidential meeting, the first course, and it was a recorded one, so I couldn't really ask questions. And I just want to tell you that I've come so far. And, um, hey. you know, my uh, journey during this COVID virus has been a very uplifting, life-changing time for me, and I am starting to connect. I really feel vibrations and colors, and I see sacred uh, geometry on the walls, and my question to you is, you mentioned, like, set up uh, with your guide symbols, and so I wrote all these symbols, and I, <laughs> but then I think I get, my mind gets in the way. I get in the way of myself, and I'm learning that, but... When you say you see symbols, like the example, you, you see a, a, a bun for a grandmother, say, mm -hmm. um, are, you, are you seeing it or is it through your mind's eye? Like, I'm, you know, I it's, think I'm it's in my mind's eye, so anybody who's listening can do this right now. Just mm -hmm. pick, you can hold your hand out in front of you and picture that there's an apple in your hand. Okay. You're not really seeing it. It's in your mind. Can you do right. that right now, Cassandra? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. So if I were to suddenly see an apple in my mind's eye, maybe that's a symbol and it comes up every time somebody ate fruit a lot. That's just a silly example. But like uh, I did and I did a reading today and the, and the, the young man across the veil showed me drawing on his arm. That's a symbol for a tattoo. And it just comes okay. up every time somebody has I guess a tattoo. I was overthinking it. I, I, um, I really felt I'm getting like, you know, like I read your wolf book and that just blew me away. But before I even read it, I, you know, I was looking on YouTube for me and I saw the meditation on YouTube before I even started with you. And I was like, I wonder, I know that guy. So then when I finally got to you, I was blown away. I'm also doing um, integrated uh, energy healing. I'm on basic, I mean, I'm on an intermediate level. But I feel like I knew Wolf, and it just, I mean, all the signs when well, I went to this woman's you know, house for Cassandra, energy healing. we are just yeah. about out of time, and I can tell oh. you that most people who read Wolf's message feel him, meet him, know him. He's helping a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sorry I have to cut you off, but I thank all of you for calling in. We'll meet you again oh, the first you. of next month. Exciting guests coming up this month. But for all of us, just remember to breathe and send love out to everyone. I love you all so much. Thanks for joining me.
Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.